1: Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How are you doing, Crow? Good. Some fat stacks of cash you got there on the desk. Yeah. I'm not going to ask how you earned it. Conducted a deal. (laughs) (laughs) Methamphetamine again. Uh -uh. Dude, all that time you spent in prison for that. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get started, I have a surprise. Okay. I went and got the vaccine. For what? For COVID. Why? I had a chance to do it, so I did. So there's the Pfizer one and the Moderna one. I got neither of those. I did not get the Russian one or the Chinese one. There's one from a company in India that you can get, and it's only one dose. And I got it. It stung, but as far as I know, there are no side effects yet. Get out of my store. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> All right. I see what you did there. My son told that joke and totally blew the accent. He couldn't do it. Oh, okay. He yeah, sounded, yeah the, the accent's the key. He sounded like a mad Russian woman. Like oh. my younger son, and I looked at him like
0: that wasn't funny. Yeah. Well, if he can do a Russian accent, then he should have said it was a Russian one.
1: Yeah. Well. But you know,
0: I've been doing some soul searching over the over the weekend. After and you know since uh, who soul? Because <laughs>
1: we know you don't have one. I've got multiple souls I can search through. Okay. Keep him in a jar. I yeah, just have to open his, up the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keep them in a jar in your mantle.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, ever since um, Satan McHitler was cast out, and uh, you know, Gandhi, uh, Luther King Jr., President, now. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I've been thinking. You know, it's he's going to heal the world, and I've been moist. My panties have been moist. Since I've been hearing all the news reports about what Biden's going to do
1: uh-huh.
0: and how he's already basically healing the world, mm-hmm. uh, he's got us back in with the WHO, the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, um, they set off some fireworks during the inauguration. And mm-hmm. someone wrote on Twitter that these are going to represent um, our commitment to our allies and um, terrorize our enemies.
1: Yeah. put Strike fear yeah. into and our enemies. And that
0: sploosh, that got me wet right there. So I'm I am fucking a I'm, Archer
1: reference there. <laughs> I am
0: all on board with uh, with uh, President uh, Gandhi Luther King Jr.
1: How long? do? You, we should, honestly, we've talked about this before, but how long do you think he's going to last?
0: He might make it. He might make it two years.
1: Did, so a uh, friend of the show, Raven, was telling me, did you see the video of him walking past the Marines? So I didn't
0: I didn't watch or or listen to any of the inauguration because it would have drove me absolutely crazy. But He was
1: telling me about this video in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. And normally, you know, I need more sources for stuff like this, for things I didn't see. I don't just take people's word for it. Um, But uh, uh, Raven's great with this stuff. So, you know, Biden's got this earpiece in all the time and he was walking past some Marines with Jill you know, she's a doctor. Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill. Yeah. yeah. Doctor of proctology, probably. Um, she Because she's got her hand so far up his ass doing the puppet mm-hmm. thing. But anyway, so he's walking past the Marines, and you're supposed to salute the Marines. And someone must have said it in his earpiece.
0: Did it make him jump?
1: He didn't salute him. He said, salute the Marines. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not making that Why up. Why do I believe this? Oh, my God. If it's true. I mean, it... I would be, sh- Raven's not the kind to like punk me and make me say that. Yeah. I mean, that would be the first time in all the time. I've so, known someone him.
0: instructed him to salute the Marines, and they, he thought they were instructing him just to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see more of that happening.
1: So, I used to think he was going to go two years. Yeah. So he could bow out and give uh, Kamala. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to racistly mispronounce it like Sonia Sotomayor did when she swore her in. Mm-hmm. Did you see that little thing?
0: No. I heard about it, but I didn't see it.
1: Well, come back to that in a second. Uh, so anyway, um, well, I lost my train of thought now. But uh, the Sonia Sotomayor thing, I'll jump to that. She was swearing her in and she said, you know, Robert swore in Biden. And then uh, Sotomayor swears in Harris. She goes, uh, Kamala Harris. And. Kamala Harris goes, I, Ka- Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. It's like a little snark there. But so I didn't realize that Sonia Sotomayor is such a raising, raging racist. Yeah. I mean, because if you mispronounce her name like that.
0: She's a wise you, Latina, though.
1: Yeah. That makes you a bad person. So, yeah. Oh, so uh, the idea that Biden will last two years, because if he makes it one day past the midterms, then Kamala can serve for uh, she can serve the rest of that term and then. Two more
0: terms. Nobody really believes that she'll be able to pull that off, though, do they?
1: I think the Twitterati believes that, and I think there are elements of the Democratic Party that believe that it would be awesome if Biden steps out and she runs again. She, I don't – we could run anybody, and they'll fucking kick her ass. She is less likable. Yeah, than, she's
0: she's actually got a, a, a more annoying uh, laugh than Hillary.
1: I was annoying. She trunks. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: she does. Doesn't she, she does.
1: But and then. she does that <sighs> rally. Yeah. Are you sure. I, 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 hate, I love hate watching her in the Senate hearing stuff, you know, cause she just has that bitch, please look on her face um, all the time. So yeah, I, she bugs the shit out of me, but I, I don't know. I've told friends of mine on the left. You just
0: don't like strong, independent, um, colored women. I mean, women of color, excuse me. Oh,
1: yeah, that's it.
0: Better flog myself.
1: (laughs) Well, I remember years ago, my mom used to be sort of uh, in this very, I'm woman, hear me roar kind of. Uh, She's since come around on Hillary Clinton. But there was a point in the early 90s when Hillary was hanging around. And I said, the part that bugs me about her is she's not been elected to any position, but she's acting like she's got all this power and everything. My mom said, oh, do strong women bother you? I said, no, raving bitches do. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what she is. She's a power-hungry, crazy woman. And Kamala Harris is the same thing. So.
0: Well, well, if I ever get close enough to her like photographs or if I see something in a magazine laying out with her picture on it, I will be drawing a dick and balls going towards her mouth every time. Really? Yeah, I can't help it. I won't be able to help myself. Really? Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> but that's how she got in there, isn't it?
1: Uh that's... Slobbing,
0: slobbing some knob?
1: That's the rumor. That's the rumor. With Willie Brown or yeah. whatever.
0: So it's kind of not even the rumor. It's kind of accepted... San Francisco mayor. It's, it's just the accepted, uh, you know...
1: Uh, well, I think it's known that they, like, dated. Yeah. You know, so... You know, But, you know, the 60-some-year-old guy, he was... Uh, he was, well, let's face it, he was sleeping with the 29-year-old woman because he could. But the 29-year-old woman, what did she see in the 60-year-old guy? You know I'm sure it was his, his worldly maturity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't anything for how he could further her career. So um, you said you didn't watch any of the inauguration. I did not. I didn't either. I couldn't stand it.
0: I figured I'd be, I'm already enraged. I'm. I'm like <coughs> kind of full up on hate right now. And uh, it's kind of it's it's so it's, I'm so full of hate right now that it's turned into beauty. It's like a beautiful hatred it makes me happy. I'm like happy. I'm so hateful right now. What? Yeah, I don't get it.
1: I'm not seeing the Venn diagram and how yeah. this work out it's, together. It's,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm like I've become so angry and bitter that it's turned full circle and now I'm happy again.
1: See, I'm trying to picture the big angry circle and the big happy <laughs> circle, and I'm not seeing those that are connecting anywhere. I'm not seeing the little shaded part. That's it's a crow. it's a
0: it's a conundrum wrapped in a mystery board a dumpster fire? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: did, did you see on the Facebook page? I, uh, by the way, go to the Facebook page and like it. We've been uh, shut down enough so that – not that I've boosted a post yet because I didn't want to give Facebook any money. But we're not allowed to boost any posts anymore.
0: Oh, they don't even ask.
1: No, don't even ask. Well, yeah. when I first put it out there, it goes, do you want to boost this? And I was like, but you can't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like the Eddie Murphy thing with the ice cream. What a leak. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> so um, – but I put there's a picture on there, of a guy like holding another guy by the leg. I mean it's photoshopped, and he's chasing after another guy. And it says, "I'll, I'll hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker." And I said, "Here's Crow if he was at the inauguration." About how I'm feeling, yeah, yeah. It's a, But it's a hateful kind of love. I'm, yeah, I'm
0: second guessing all of my reserve, like holding my temper at bay just to represent uh, Trump better. You know, as a Trump supporter, I didn't want to come across as a raving lunatic. I'm Kind of second guessing all that. I'm thinking I would have been much more happy just coming across as a raving lunatic.
1: OK, so let me take you back then to your uh, I mean, imagine that all of a sudden you're watching this and the screen gets all watery for a second and melts away. And we're back to. Crow walking through Cub Foods. Oh, yeah. I thought about this already. With an old guy walking up to him going, I will not mind my own business. You're putting my life in danger. While he pulls down his mask and yells at you, what would you do? Uh,
0: I'd give him a quick pop and I'd pick him up and throw him in his cart and then just give it a (laughs) hefty push and hope it ran into something fun.
1: Okay. I can see that in a John Cusack high fidelity kind of way. Mm. Like you run through about four different scenarios. I
0: think I would have picked him up and put him in his cart. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cause he, if he was, he was coming at me with his cart, and I told him to back back the fuck off. Actually, I didn't even say back the fuck off. I just said back off. Didn't swear at him, and uh, kept it cool. And uh, he kept coming at me, and it's, I think I would have just walked up and give him a little pop to the mouth so that uh, so that he could taste a little bit taste a little bit of that blood, <laughs> and uh, pick him up and throw him in the cart.
1: Yeah, I don't think you'd have done that.
0: No, I didn't. So who knows? No, but I don't.
1: Th- I don't think you would have gone that. The far.
0: next motherfucker that does that is going to get a little bit of that, though. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody listening is going to be like,
1: hmm,
0: <laughs> "Let's set that up." And yeah, sure. It. <laughs> oh, I'd record it. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Well, I've decided now that when I go into the grocery stores, I'm putting my uh, I have uh, chest pockets on my shirts because I'm a working man, you know, and you know, working men with their dickies and their. They're, they're what? They're the they're cravats. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're Dickie wear. You know, the brand shirts. Okay. Anyways, uh, can't you picture me?
1: More of a Carhartt guy. Carhartt Dickie, yeah.
0: So uh, I'm going to put my, I've been putting my phone on record and in my pocket so that, you know, it doesn't look like I'm recording, but I am. And that's what I'm doing. So in case I, I get some lip, it's gonna go viral. You know, what and you then I'll to, end up in prison.
1: You know what you have to do though. You have to, like on South Park, you have to yell, "I'm in fear for my life." Yeah, yeah. Or it's coming right for us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I'll, I'm basically, I'm basically admitting that I'm just gonna incriminate myself.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, we'll just we'll scrub this episode, so we won't mm. be able to find it. Yeah. The, seriously though, what do you think? I mean, in your in your semi-rational state right now. What do you really think you'd have done? I'm picturing you'd be like, dude, get the fuck away well, from
0: me. I, well, when I, when I said mind your own business, I said it very calmly. And he goes, I, I will not mind my own business. And, I, and he gets in my face I, and I tell him to back off. I think the next time I'd use my big boy voice. Did you do the Sparrowhawk? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, would, it would be, uh, I don't think you understood And I'm not going to hurt people's ears by doing it. I was going to just lean back and do it, but I don't think you need to hear that. No. But I don't think you understood me. Back the fuck off and shut the fuck up. And that's pretty much. And then if that doesn't do the trick, it's going to get physical. So I don't know.
1: Hmm. I think it is. Wow.
0: So I don't know. I'm looking forward to the next trip to the grocery store. (laughs) Are you really? No. (laughs) No. Do you think uh, – Here's have the you, thing. I'm not looking for conflict, but I'm ready for it.
1: Have you been there since that episode?
0: Yeah. but yeah. I only went in for a quick – a couple things. Like when I was there before, it was like a cart full of stuff. I was right. up and down the aisles. This time, I, you know, because I generally don't do that when I grocery shop. I usually have like just like the little hand cart worth of stuff, so a few things. And so I've been there since then. But I think I'm in and out so fast that nobody has time to do anything or say anything.
1: You're still talking about the grocery store, right?
0: <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Lost my train of thought there.
1: Either that or you and old Ben. Well,
0: <laughs> back to the moist panties. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had an incident uh, yesterday. Really? But uh, it was during – I was working at the time, so I couldn't be myself.
1: Okay, I'm confused. Is this a moist panty incident yes. or – okay.
0: No, it was more like a shark
1: Okay. <laughs> Where were we going with this? Oh, no, no. (laughs) Anyway. There'll be no shutting.
0: I was at a business. I was working. I went to a business, um, and I was going to get on the elevator. I was, I had a, um, a bunch of supplies with me. I was carrying supplies and it was heavy. And I go to the elevator and there's a woman standing in the elevator. Uh, must've been about 60, very fat, like a land whale. And, um. She, was standing, Tell us what
1: you're really thinking she was
0: standing there and I go to like go in the elevator and she takes a step to the center, holds her hand out, palm out at my chest and goes, I'll be taking this myself. And what? I go, yeah. And I go, uh, okay. And I just laughed at her. And then as the door starts closing, I'm like, "Fucking idiots. And then I hear her go, uh. like make this noise in there. And then as the door is closing, I hit the button again <laughs> and the door opens up again <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that closes again. I, I almost hit the button one more time.
1: Oh, God, that would have been awesome.
0: But, uh, yeah, and she went up by herself because, you know, COVID.
1: It, you know what you should have she done? She's emboldened. When, when you, you should have hit it again and just gone, look, it, it feels like this elevator is speaking to me. Yeah,
0: I'm going to have to get in there. But if it would have been not during me working, mm-hmm. it would have been a whole different story. I'd have laughed as said, said, fuck off, and went right by her. Yeah. I would have. But, you know, I'm working, so i got to represent. Here's the thing. You know, I'm getting tired of representing. <laughs> representing.
1: Yeah, I I mean, honestly, I'd have probably gotten in there. I'd probably just been like, fuck you.
0: Yeah, if I if I wasn't actually, like, you know, representing my business that I work for, not my business, but the business I work for, I would have. You think he could get fired over that? Possibly,
1: yeah. I don't think he would. You never
0: know. We might yeah, be pressured.
1: Maybe. So. I don't, you'd have to uh, offer some huge social media apology. Yeah. Genuflect at the altar of, uh, you know, COVID fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I'm seeing it go two ways. I see people who are sort of ramping up the fear of it. Um, well, at least until Biden got elected. Um, and then the other side of it is people who are just not giving a fuck anymore.
0: Yeah, I get, I mean, like if you get, we're we're in the, we're in the city, we're in a a blue city and, or the surrounding suburbs of a blue city, Minneapolis. And, you know, more people are compliant than not by, by 95%, it seems like to me.
1: Are there red cities anymore? I mean, for the most part, it feels to me like, feels to me like even in red states, the big cities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when you get out of, I was out of the city this this last weekend. I actually drove to South Dakota, and on the way back, crossed over the border to Minnesota and stopped at a gas station that was a tackle, a bait and tackle store and gas station and gun shop, I guess, mm-hmm. or just ammo, not guns or surplus. And one of those pumps where if you go there and you there's no credit card reader and then you flip the thing up and all of a sudden it goes, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's gonna like fly off yeah. the base, and so. Uh, you go up to the door and on the door, plastered like every other fucking business in Minnesota. It's like, you know, COVID compliance, wear a mask, whatever. And you open the door and you're like, even here? And you walk in and it's like, no, not even here. That's just something they had to put in the door. Everybody in there, elderly men, middle-aged men, women, all the people working there. Nobody had a fucking mask on. Didn't even have a mask around their neck or around their chin. They weren't wearing them. And I'm like, yes, my people. Good. So I bought a bunch of ammo because it's hard to find ammo now. And they had some. And I bought it. Even, even for calibers, I don't own the guns too. I well
1: it's i i was at a gas station the other day one that uh I, I don't think i talked about this so i hope i'm not repeating myself um i was at a gas station the other day one that i go to now because they take cash and they don't require a mask and i like using cash and i i hate wearing a mask so walk in there Nobody's, I'm, I'm in there every day. Nobody has a problem with it. People are working there. Nobody wears a mask except for this one older lady who only has it. And by older, I mean she's like 80. She has it around her chin. She doesn't even attempt to put it on. Um, the delivery people don't have it. You know, there's probably 20% of the customers do, but nobody shit eyes you. Yeah. So I'm walking out. And as you walk out, you look right at the pumps. And I looked, and there was a guy who was like staring at me with like this look on his face, like, oh, dick. You know? And didn't realize I was looking at him and then he looks away. (laughs) So I like watched him walked over to my car, stood at my car just for a second. And he turned over and looked at me again. Then he like looked away. So I was like, I know he was, I was, there was a point and this is not me, but I just wanted to go, I just want him to say something. Yeah. I mean, we're just getting to that point. You know, everybody's, and like we've said, you and I are fairly reasonable people. We're not the fuck around mm -hmm. and find out types. And. But if we're getting like this, what are the people who are like that? like? Well,
0: you know, I started carrying around a pocket constitution. Not kidding. <laughs> and, so you're Ron
1: Swansoning people? Uh, yeah. I'm going – I mean, I'm planning.
0: I'm plan- I've got it all positioned just right. So when I pull it out, it's front-facing to the person. And when, when they – some person calls the cops or whatever and, you know, why are you not wearing your mask? And I'm not just going to say this to the person because it's none of their fucking business. But if the cops get involved for some reason, uh, I'll go, oh, I'm I'm exempt. You know, I have an exemption. And they go well. Where's your exemption? I've got a permit. Got a got an exemption <laughs> right here. Let me get it for you. Boom, pocket constitution, pulling it up. I'm doing it.
1: And you think the cops just gonna be like, oh, well, okay. No, but they might laugh. <laughs> they might.
0: You might. You might get it like, okay, all right. <laughs> but most more likely, like when I said, when the cop pulled me over and he asked, you know, uh, he asked, do I know. What he pulled me over for, and I said, "Is it because I'm black?" I thought I'd get a little bit of a chuckle out of that. No, he, didn't he was care for not. That? No, he he was ready to write up that ticket that moment.
1: Did you get the ticket? I got the ticket. What were They're you speeding? Doing?
0: Uh, like barely, it's like slightly over ten miles an hour over the
1: speed limit. You know, you were putting my grandmother's life in danger when you were doing. Well,
0: that. fuck your grandma.
1: <laughs> yeah, I never liked
0: her either. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Like as my grandma always said. Fuck your grandma.
1: <laughs> um, so anyway, we got way off on the inauguration, the shenanigans of it. I, I've heard all the stuff about, you know, Lady Gaga was good. This this little black gal who read the poem was really good. And But people are saying this might be the best inauguration speech ever. I'm like, can we stop?
0: Stop already. Just
1: that fucking pandering.
0: Yeah. Well... Katie Hopkins, who was a a UK uh, writer. Bit of a pot stirrer, as I recall. Yeah. Um, She actually came over for the inauguration just so she could be part of it and witness it. Um, And I guess she... I I was listening to Rush Limbaugh show today and he was talking about it. And, you know, she was basically saying "Yeah, it it was such a weird feeling being there because you couldn't really see it. You had to watch it on a video screen and there was absolutely nobody there. It was like it was just... It was depressive or depressing and uh, oppressive. And it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a like a historic moment. Like, you know, presidential inauguration is supposed to be this kind of like uplifting and, you know, looking forward to the future kind of thing. And it just felt like it felt completely wrong. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that.
1: Well, and for go- multiple reasons. <laughs> they're going over the top with this stuff. I heard you got um,
0: military presence there, like hardcore military presence for something that wasn't even going to happen.
1: Well, Matt Christensen said he. He goes, you know, walls that they put up all over the place used to be bad. Fences were bad. Uh, these long black guns, really scary. Those are bad. Cops, bad. Oh, the left hated all those things.
0: And if you until dare, two days ago, yeah. And if you dare mention calling in the military to, to quell a, um, a potential riot, then you know you're you'll see Hitler. You know. Yeah. It's, well,
1: it's, Tom Cotton did that, senator yeah. from Arkansas. And he did it in the. Um, he wrote
0: an article or a op-ed New York Times. About New, York, New York Times, and they actually they actually pulled the article.
1: Yeah, and, and they, they want- fired
0: the people that. No, allowed- they wanted them fired. Okay, yeah, okay.
1: And, and I'm like, the and then, then you went, it. and then you went and did it, you know. Yeah.
0: But it's it's different. It's different.
1: It, it's so stupid. I saw um, there's a retired reporter from one of the local news stations here that I used to respect a lot. I suspected sort of his leanings, but. Uh, to the left, but he was always pretty neutral. Uh, Pat Kessler is his name still is his name, as a matter of fact. Uh, and he was on the radio complaining about how Trump was so classless to not even show up to this. That, you know, no president since Andrew Johnson did that. And he was everybody hated that fuck. And until uh, my words, not Pat's, but he says until Trump, everybody used to think that Andrew Johnson was the worst president we've ever had. Such anyway, a fucking
0: bubble these people are in.
1: I know. So he's just going on and on about how this is not done, and he's totally classless. And I wanted to go, where the fuck were you when all of these congresspeople and senators didn't show up for Trump's inauguration? Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, if you said that to him, he'd go, well, that's different. Yeah, he would. And then he said, and Ted Cruz was there taking selfies and everything. He goes, one of the guys who incited the riot. I'm like, <sighs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. He didn't incite any riots.
0: Nope. he
1: said hey we need to talk about this election you know and this is just it's so stupid
0: and you'll you'll notice that i mean the the blatant lying and the blatant gaslighting like it's not even subtle and but they and they don't even care it's like it's like they it's like there's no filter whatsoever for them anymore because they don't need it and so every time uh 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 media personality or a uh, news personality or a politician on the left talks about what happened at the Capitol or talks about Trump supporters, they immediately begin with white supremacists
1: mm-hmm.
0: as if it's, no, nope, that's, that's settled. That's, that's, I mean, I can say that boldly now because that's, we. it's proven.
1: Well, the science is settled.
0: On yeah. So, <clears throat> so I guess our white supremacist agenda is thwarted, I guess now. Apparently. What was the agenda again? What was the white supremacist? A white America? Is that uh, what we I think it was
1: a prosperous country where people had a lot of freedom.
0: Not just a pure white America, where we, where we, or, or where we enslave um all the brown people again? Is that what we wanted to do?
1: I honestly put them
0: back in chains, like oh, Biden. Yeah, we want, we wanted to put them back in chains. That's what, that's what we wanted. To <laughs> someone, do. someone, yeah, we said, are so close. If we, if Trump had four more years, we would have had that.
1: Well, someone said, uh, you know, congratulations. Now we've elected and put in power. Uh, two of the people who've put more black people in jail than anybody else. Yeah, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Mm.
0: Well, it's going to be like uh, Michelle Obama was the first lady of style, and then she's all over all the the magazines. Now it's going to be Kamala Harris, uh, the first the first VP of style, and they're going to do all these fawning, or they already started this the fawning covers of her and in her and her pearls. Her trademark. Oh, yeah, I've heard that already. And her trademark pearls. It was a very, you know, the uh, the inauguration was, uh, you know, was a, you know, was a a way of of showing their style, and it was very, you know, the white, po- uh, uh, or the square po- pocket uh, handkerchief and the pearls, very classy.
1: Well, Willie Brown did say she prefers pearl necklaces.
0: Boom. <laughs> so just the, just that, yeah, the fawning, the 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 sycophantic kind of like tongue in the asshole kind of way all these um you know newscasters and you know blue mark types are talking about this it's uh it's disgusting and i never there are certain people that fawned over trump and i thought that was gross too yeah but there wasn't that many and there wasn't any that were like big names in media that were fawning over trump and saying he could do no wrong they're like yeah i really like trump i like this some stuff, yeah, not so much. And that's was, pretty much what they said all the time.
1: It was kind of annoying how Trump wanted people fawning over him. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, but that's part of – actually, that's part of what I liked about him is that the the reason I thought he made a good president, a great president, is because he was worried about his legacy. He was worried about being thought of as the best president. And the only way you could do that is have a prosperous nation. And, and that's good for the country.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, the part of Trump I could have dealt with – was or could have done without was basically him going, I got a bigger dick than everybody else here. I really do. You want me to take it out and show you, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: But then you then you see that he'd talk all kinds of shit. And then when when that was all said and done, uh, if the person got on board with whatever he's talking about, he'd, he'd go over and say, OK, I'm good with you. Now, a lot of people didn't like that about him. They if someone's like a never trumper and then they kind of kissed his ass. Finally, he would just all oh, forgiven. Come on board. You can you can stab me in my back. Right, right around you can you can be my close enemy, and I won't even know. He had a lot of that yeah. going on. Right. like, if, if people figured him out and gave him what he wanted, that kind of you know that feeling, like, okay, you're big shit. I get it. Um, then he would forgive and forget. Like all the shit he said about um, uh, Ted Cruz when when they were running, he yeah. said some pretty bad things about Cruz and about his dad.
1: Well, but um, you know, Kamala he, Kamala taught us that that's just for show. Yeah. You know, so if you call the now president a racist and how he exploited. You know, little black girls like you. Mm. That's just for show. You know, that's okay. It's a debate.
0: But Trump Trump would do that. He'd say some pretty shitty stuff to people. And then it was all water under the bridge once they made the deal, you know, Um, and he kind of expected that from other people. But other people have long memories when it comes to being being called names or whatever. And if he brought him in, I think he had a lot of fucking snakes in, in his proximity. And it's hard to get the right people. And he had certain people in his inner circle like jared kushner that we're not good to be in your inner circle but what are you going to do i think it's family
1: i my guess from the outside i have no firsthand knowledge and it's just my opinion i believe that for someone who's used to running a very big company with employees that basically have to report to you and do what you what you tell them or you fire them um and you're You're used to sort of your word is what gets things done. And when you say it gets done, it gets started. And that is exactly not how government works. They're not your employees. They're a bitch to fire. Um, And a lot of them don't feel like they work for you, which in a sense they don't really. But I think he underestimated just how big that swamp he wanted to drain was.
0: Yeah, he, he did the best anybody could possibly hope for, I think. I don't know anybody else that could have done what he did. At least, um, as far as just exposing the swamp alone was was impressive.
1: Well, and I've heard people say, "Well, why didn't he just bring in more people that
0: there's were, not were enough loyal people? To him? Yeah, there's
1: not enough." And-, and and the
0: and the machine of the Democrats and the machine of the swamp they they're so they've been doing this for years. They know how to you know threaten without threatening, they, or they
1: would just shut it off.
0: Yeah, so there's know? people they they would go after his inner circle or anybody around him and and. And make their life miserable and go, hey, see what happened to them? That could happen to you. Yeah. And that happened quite a bit. So there's only going to be a certain amount of people that can ha- withstand that kind of pressure. Yeah. And so, yeah, he did what he could do. He did the best he could do. He, he made mistakes just like every human being is going to make mistakes. But um, I think, you know, he didn't go out the best, I don't think. I think the, all this Q bullshit kind of fucking tarnished him a little bit.
1: I, again, I think the thing that tarnished him was on his way out. He he was throwing middle fingers to everybody, and by way out, I mean the last six months. I mean, yeah, I, there was people who were going, talking
0: about how even his people that were loyal to him that that um, like Cernovich is one of them. There's uh, even Bannon, like people that were loyal to him and got him, you know, got him where he's at to some degree. He kind of threw him under the bus. Yeah. So he he wasn't the he wasn't perfect by any means, well, but I, I, I still think he was the best we were going to get.
1: Again, I I mentioned this before, the Fauci thing. I, I think, you know, Fauci's not the preeminent person in the entire world. He's been in that position for a long time, but he's a smart guy. He knows a lot about this, but he was never, he was never throwing bombs at Trump. You know, he would be asked directly about, you know, and is Trump screwing this up? And he'd say, look, he listens to me. And he was a very well-respected guy. You didn't have to agree with him, but a lot of Trump's enemies, but even a lot of Trump's friends, uh, respected the guy and Trump just sort of out of nowhere kind of started calling him an idiot and a moron. And, you know, it, people don't like people who punch down and start fights, you know, and that's, that's what he seemed to be doing running up to the election. And I think that cost him a lot. That being said, I'm fucking over people who were like, uh, well, I was listening to Justice and Drew this morning and they, they had a guy who called in and he says, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I didn't hate Trump, but I just, I voted for Biden and I'm sort of regretting that now. I thought he would be a little more centrist, kind of. And and they're like, well, where are you getting that idea? And uh, they said, congratulations, because look what he's done. I mean, 17 executive orders in the first day. Now, most of those are undoing ones that Trump had. So I completely understand. From But a, he's a uniter. Yeah, exactly. He,
0: this is the, like uh, Barack Obama's uh, not blue, not, not red, not blue, purple.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Ben Shapiro said, that's all great depending on what you mean by uniting. Yeah. And I really hate when the winning side goes, okay. uh, And Republicans have done this too. But when your side wins and go, okay, I know we've been shitting all over you for the last three, four years, but uh, let's stop shitting on each other and let's just all come together. And the other side's going, oh, fuck you. This is my turn. You know? Yeah. Did you hear the hard-hitting question that I, th- I believe I believe it was Biden's press secretary got just yesterday? No. Um, I mean, I, I give whoever this woman is in the press who asked it a lot of credit because it's tough to ask a question like this. But she was wondering if they're going to keep the um, Trump color scheme on Air Force One that they had. You know, cause this is an important thing America wants to know. You know. Yeah, that sounds pretty important. How come Trump didn't get questions like that? You know?
0: Well, how come – how come Melania Trump didn't get covers of saying she's the first lady of style?
1: Yeah, and a hell of a lot more stylish than uh, than Michelle Obama. Than Michael Obama. <laughs> a person very close to me said that he thinks Michelle Obama is a very attractive woman. And I'm like, no, she's not. Racist. No, I just don't think she's an attractive no, woman. No, you're racist. Hmm, I see.
0: That just proved it right there.
1: Look, I'm not going to tolerate your racism. Mm hmm white supremacist no i'm not going to tolerate your racism i'm just going to start throwing that back at everybody if if somebody calls me a homophobic which is ridiculous i'm just going to say i can't stand your heterophobia yeah be like, well, that's not a thing be like yeah it is you're totally heterophobic
0: sorry yeah you're gonna go up to a gay guy and go now picture this me fucking your mom <laughs> because I'm thinking about it right now. Because there's the picture. <laughs> there you no, no, no. You must. You have to accept this. As a matter of fact, I'd like you to celebrate it with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh, I just, I can't, I can't understand why people, people don't get it. You know, that's a great example. I, I think I told you the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of years ago and I said, a gay friend of mine, I said, I literally don't care about people being gay. And he goes, yeah, exactly. I said, no, no, no. I don't think you understand what I mean. He goes, well, it doesn't bother you that people are gay. I said, right, it doesn't, and I also don't fucking care. So when you tell me I'm a gay, I'm like, no, I, I don't care. To me, you're just a person. You're yeah. a friend of mine. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're black. I don't you, care. I don't care what you are. I mean, you know
0: what? If, if in a, in a, if you're out at the bar or whatever, and uh, uh, your gay friend sees a handsome fella, and goes, whoa, oh, wow. You go, what? It's a good looking dude. You'd be like, okay. I mean, if they come up naturally like that, where you're not forcing the subject, it's like sure, because I I'd probably do that with you know with the chick and and the gay guy. I'd be like, oh, is she? Is she? Go, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, look, it's it's fun to joke around about that stuff mm-hmm. to be like, look, you know, if he says, oh, that guy's attractive, you're like, I don't see it. You know, I just, but, you know, look, I'm not gay, but I'd fuck Sean Connery. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 1970 Sean Connery. Yeah, exactly. You know, I Sean mean,
0: Connery wouldn't let you fuck
1: him. He'd be doing the fuck. Out. Exactly. You know, but it's and I'd let him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to just joke around with stuff like yeah. that. And people are so fucking serious about everything.
0: Now. Well, when a, when a person if a person is flamboyant and basically, you know, they're gay just by their manner. Is that kind of a way of like signaling? Hey, I'm gay. Without having to say, "Hey, by the way, I'm gay," you know, just with their mannerisms alone, I don't know. It's annoying because it's not. I don't think. I don't think you naturally just kind of like tend. Because like even a gay speech, like a over the top gay talking, it's not a natural affectation. Like it's not like womanly. How dare you? Well, but it's not even womanly. It's how like
1: how dare you?
0: So I think it's almost like a virtue signal. Like, hey, I'm gay. How dare you? I don't know.
1: I can't even look at you.
0: I don't know. I don't think I've had any gay friends that have the over-the-top gay persona. Really? Have I?
1: Yeah. Over-the-top gay persona? Pretty much.
0: You, are you thinking about somebody that I, I'm not thinking about? Yeah. Over-the-top gay persona.
1: You? No. Oh, because you're like, You <laughs> gave me that look. <laughs> like, are you Fuck admitting something? <laughs> uh, no, the, um, come on. I can't we even. We both know that. this friend.
0: Wow, I I just
1: over the top now. I think so. I knew I knew that guy was gay the minute I met him.
0: Yeah, but not flamboyant.
1: Mm, that was how I could kind of tell. Okay. Although my wife tells me I've got like super good gay. He doesn't
0: so. sashay. He doesn't have the gay speak. No. Um, I can't go into more detail. Yeah. Because it would it would quote unquote out him.
1: But but seriously though, you could tell.
0: But I guess
1: –
0: I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But if you're going to come up to me and the first thing you're, you want me to know about yourself is that you're gay, which basically puts an image in my head. is like, well, is he a catcher or a pitcher? And then I'm sitting there thinking, well, now I'm picturing you fucking another guy getting fucked and it's disgusting to me. It's like picturing two old people going at it for me. It's not the fact that I'm homophobic. It's just that I just don't want to picture that because I'm not sexually excited by that. See,
1: old people, that's not homophobia.
0: Yeah, just, I know. But it's just it's, – it's gross to me. I'm not into that.
1: I I, Just like two old people. I'm not homophobic. Oh,
0: no. Two old people fucking.
1: (laughs) It just reminds me. One of the funniest movies, just the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Then the guy goes, one of the turtles goes to Casey Jones. He says, I get it. You're claustrophobic. He's like, you want a fist in the mouth? I've never even looked at another guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How did we get here? I don't don't know. What was a tangent? We take weird tangents. Um one of the things I thought was really shitty about the uh, – this all comes from the media. The uh, They pulled 12 National Guard guys out of the – maybe they're guys uh, – out of the protection stuff because they had problematic tweets. And affiliations
0: with white supremacists.
1: I want to know what those affiliations were. Well – do they have a picture with one of their friends you know, in one of the Perry Ellis shirts? And no, like, oh, they, it was probably, probably just
0: a group of guys with MAGA hats or somebody flashed the OK symbol and uh, boom.
1: What? It's What percentage of National Guard people do you think are like three percenters or oath keepers or something like that? I'll bet you it's 10 percent of them.
0: Mm, secretly, I'd say about 90. Oh, 90. Well, yeah, that's what that's what the uh, Democrats and the media want you to think.
1: Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, it's it's Trump's army.
1: Well, I Did love- you see that
0: hashtag Trump's army? Did you see that? No. So that, that was a trending thing. Uh, hashtag Trump's army. Now, if that would have been something put out by the right, that would have been squashed right away. You'd be seeing none of that. And um, but Oh, no. They'd celebrate it as white supremacy. It's the left. Yeah. It's the left coming out and saying, hey, the National Guard is mostly white, mostly conservative. It's Trump's army. And they're going to be there. And Biden, you know, they're not there to protect Biden. They're going to take him out. Again, with some of the Q bullshit, which... I'm well, I'm 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 done. I the thing about the Q shit, QAnon, is the it's it's so blatantly and obviously like a psyop from from the left. Like whoever started this Q stuff is somebody who wanted to fuck with the right.
1: Do you I mean do you even know anybody who listens to QAnon?
0: No. Luckily, no. But uh you know, I've heard some of the some of the stuff and yeah, they what they do a good job of intermixing stuff that's provable that actually comes true with a bunch of this pie in the sky nonsense, this hopeful bullshit. And I can see, I can fall, fall into it. And, you know, and think that and part of it is the, you think you're part of a kind of a, a insider group that knows what other people don't know. So it kind of feeds your ego a little bit. So it's all these psyop kind of things that they use to, uh, on the, uh, you know, for your opposition to, to kind of control them and get them to focus on things they're not supposed to be focused on. And I hope a lot of these people, cause they're all a lot of them are very smart people i hope they realize that kind of played for played for suckers with a lot of this really nobody and uh and and if they realize that and they move forward and kind of just have more of a critical eye towards that kind of stuff and if it's too good to be true which a lot of this q stuff is too good to be fucking true if it seems like it it is
1: well that's i still think speaking of psyops i think this whole thing with the um with the, there's going to be armed riots at the, uh, or armed uh, protests at all of the state capitals. I think that was a psyop. Oh, the of left. course. It was a sloppy one. Yeah, because everybody I know, whether it's, you know, gun owners groups or any other groups you're on, that they're all like, hey, wait a second, don't go. Yeah. All the conservative groups I talked to were like, mm, let's not go to this, you know. It's like at Charlottesville, when that Unite the Right thing first happened, that was That was started, from what I understand, by a legitimate white supremacist, you know, and he kind of suckered everybody into this This is coming from Gavin McInnes. He's saying, you know, all these groups went there and then they went like, oh, shit, we're not doing this again. Yeah. So the next year they had it and something like three thousand people showed up. That's it, you know, and it might not have even been that many. I think it was less. Yeah. So the point was, Gavin was making goes, no, we're not. We wrote that guy out. Which take a is,
0: zero off of that. I think it was like three hundred. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but
1: it was Jordan Peterson's idea that the right gets rid of its lunatics, it ostracizes them, and the left does not do that. They embrace them. You know this this whole thing about oh, well, antifa is just they're, an idea. What they do is
0: no, they they just end up projecting their all their toxic bullshit and their their evil basically onto to their enemy, and then accuse them of that while they're doing everything they say that the enemy is doing. You know what we are? We're evil phobic. There oh, we are. There we go.
1: That's why we don't like the left. Yeah. So no, I I think that got seen for what it was. I was talking to my mom on the phone. I said, "Did you hear about all of those uh, armed riots at all the that came out of the protests at all the state capitals?" She goes, "No, where was that?" I go, "Yeah, nowhere. It didn't happen." Yep. So, but that's
0: there's what they, all kinds of shit going on in Seattle and uh, and.
1: um Portland, yeah, Portland. See, I don't think so because I watched the news and I didn't see it, so it must not have happened. Yeah, they in uh, I believe in Seattle they attacked the the DNC headquarters, smashed out windows, and uh, and they had signs up that said "We don't want Biden, we want vengeance," something like that. So all these uh, you know pasty faced uh, and doughy uh, white kids of upper class families are all pissed off. They want some vengeance, you know, because uh, they took that women's studies course at, you know, a college that cost them 50 grand a year. and Now they can't get a job and they're angry. Damn it. They're going to eat a sandwich and uh, be angry.
0: I don't know. I've, I, I don't even know what to say anymore to people that are in my life that are Democrats or that are anti-Trump at this point there's nothing more you can say to them so do you do you just accept that and move on and not and not talk about it or do you just excise them out of your life and go they're not good people
1: Well it's it's like this thing I was thinking about this the other day you know part of the reason I think men and women have a hard time getting along sometimes is women always want to finish an argument you know if they say they're it, I mean if you're if you're dating married in a relationship with somebody and they're pissed off at you, as a guy, what do you want to do? Do you want to sit and talk it out? Or you just want to be like, I'm going to let this fucking blow over and tomorrow's not going to be a problem again. Right? Right. Isn't that what you want to do? And the women kind of want to finish it. You no, know, we got to talk about this. And so you get kind of this picture of the guy walking around the house trying to get away from it. the woman following him, you know. And they'll say, oh, he's so distant. No, we just don't. We don't want to fucking deal well, with it.
0: And also, as guys, we know that when, when we start talking about stuff like that, it'll spiral into other things to get pissed off about.
1: Right. But here's the other thing. If two guys do that, if two guys won't walk away from it, what happens? Uh, start getting yeah. into fist fun, yeah, flying yeah. and stuff. And we're just thinking, "I'm." this is back in our lizard brain, and women have their lizard brains, too, where we're just like, we don't want to get into this because we don't want to actually have a fight with you. So we're going to walk away from it. And I think that's part of what we've got now in politics. The right wants to be left alone. They just want to do their thing, not be bothered. And the left is constantly fucking finding them. Mm -hmm. And so when the right either fights back and the left is like, shit, we're going to go for an easier target. uh, Or the right just goes, fuck you. I'm not engaging with you at all and walks away. The left still wants to go after somebody. So they start going after their own. And they're in for four years of that. You know, they're in for, you know, they keep canceling all these people on YouTube and everything. Well, pretty soon they're going to start coming for people on the left. I mean, Van Jones said, hey, Trump did a good job on some stuff. Well, they wanted Van Jones fired from CNN. Fuck. All he said was something that was true. He did some stuff right. You know, I I can't I don't know where they think this is going to get them. But it's not going to lead anywhere good.
0: Well, they're persistent, so they'll they'll fucking do whatever they're doing right up to the very end.
1: I don't know. I don't think persistence is what they are. I, they're not persistent. Persistence is an admirable quality. They're more like manic. You know, they just can't. They can't tolerate. Well, their people plan to
0: was to subvert and destroy the American ideal and and bring in a whole different system and um, the people, the string pullers. I'm talking about, and they're they've been working diligently at it since the '40s.
1: Yeah, and I heard this this great analogy. It said if you put um, – this is really the problem people on the left and the right have is if you put 100 ants in a jar, 50 red ants and 50 black ants, they don't mess with each other. They're just in the jar. But if you shake the jar, they go at each other because the red ones see the black ones as bad. The black ones see the red ones as bad. And the truth is the person who's bad is the one shaking the fucking jar. Yeah. And no one is paying attention to that. Everybody's just like, I got to go for the other one.
0: Well, yeah, it's like this. These Antifa fucks, the you know, they're a lot of these fucking idiots are just along for the ride and they're they're being whipped in. They're part of the mob mentality. They're being whipped into a frenzy, being told you deserve more, blah, blah, blah. And they don't. And when they they're told socialism of the way, they don't understand what that really means. But the people behind the scenes that are kind of, you know, organizing this and there are people organizing these these groups, these Antifa groups. Yeah. They say, oh, there's no leader. There's there is. And it's just it's just very good at uh, at making sure that doesn't come back to them.
1: Well, they do a good job of making it. It's It's like
0: a cell network that they yeah, it's a disjointed Um, structure. But Andy No, who is a reporter that was attacked relentlessly by Antifa because he exposed them, he's coming out with a book about you know about them, and he was interviewed on Glenn Beck today, and he was talking about their and Glenn was talking about this too, where Antifa's kind of um, where they started was Nazi Germany. And Nazi uh, Hitler's people were basically storm stormtroopers or whatever that's the what they're Yeah, yeah, they were his kind of street level um, thugs, and Antifa were the communists, street level thugs. So the people of Germany hated both of them because yeah. of all they were, they were they were trying to foment um, you know um, violence and and destruction for a political ideology, and it was just they were both shitty political ideologies, and. That's Antifa. Antifa, yeah, they're anti-German Nazis, but they're they're pro-communist, you know, um, totalitarianism, basically authoritarianism. They want to put, you know, they want to burn down this system. Well, what do they want to replace it with? It's not anarchy. Right. They want to replace it with communism.
1: Yeah, and they don't even know what that means. No.
0: They think it's going to be beautiful. It's going to work this time.
1: Yeah, well, you just got to do it right.
0: Yeah, millions and millions and millions upon uh, millions of people were killed because of the um, the evil that is that system. But no, it's, it's not the system's not evil. It's just it was implemented wrong, that's all.
1: Well, the problem is Antifa doesn't seem to be able to tolerate anybody who thinks differently than it. I mean, in in certain political systems, well, in certain ideologies, you can get people who don't agree on most things to agree on some things. You know, like, you know, the uh, the feminist left and the hard right, um, you know, pro family kind of people. And I don't mean like radical, right? I just mean like, you know, you're super conservatives. They both agree that like we shouldn't have men playing women's sports. But Antifa doesn't want to agree with anybody on anything. They just everything that puts itself in front of them want to hit it with a
0: sawed-off bat yeah they're they're the hammer and everything's a nail and the thing is it it comes with their name antifa anti-fascist so if anybody stands up to them or is against them on any any level well then they're fascists we're we're defined by being anti-fascist and if you're against us you're a fascist yeah so there's no there's no negotiating with that
1: well and you can do whatever you want to a fascist yeah
0: yeah, I mean you're you're justified. Really, if you thought for sure like if Hitler Hitler appeared for, through space and time, zapped here and you knew it was him, you'd feel justified uh, killing him. Okay. So if you start calling everybody little you know, little literally Hitlers, well, what do you think that people are going to look at those people like, you know, that person should not be alive and I'd be justified killing that person. Yeah. And that's what you do. You dehumanize you dehumanize your enemy. And that's what we're doing. I I don't dehumanize the left at this point. They're people. They're fucking completely misguided. But there comes a point where you can't change their minds. So what do you do?
1: I saw someone say that the right views the left as, and I put this on the page, the right views the left as people with bad ideas. The left views the right as bad people with ideas.
0: Yeah, but at this point, I'm starting to think along those lines, though starting to think if you can't understand that uh, like like communists or or marxism or whatever your ideology is is evil and you can't admit that I, i don't know if you're a good person at this point
1: right but i mean
0: you can be smart
1: friends of ours who are flat out hypocrites about this stuff that it's okay for you know the cops to crack down on certain people but not other people it's okay to um you know treat some people less because of you know, historic, uh, systematic racism, you know, all of these things, you don't necessarily look at those people and say they're evil. That's not where you go, you know, cause you and I have had this conversation many times. They're friends of ours. And you look at them like, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, you, don't you see the hypocrisy here? Whereas even friends of ours will look at us disagreeing with them and just say, God, you're kind of a bad person. Like, fuck you. I am not I'm a better like- person than you.
0: The example you gave about um, the racism of police or police coming after, they'll, they'll use that now against us, say, now now you've gotten a taste of it, now that you've had the police and the authority coming after you, and before you didn't care. You didn't care about authority uh, coming after um, minorities or, or the perceived threat against them and um, blackness and anti-this, but now it's after you. Now you care? You're a hypocrite. That's what they say it was now.
1: Yeah, and I'd say to them, what's the hypocrisy? And no. they'd say, you didn't care about it before. I'm like, who says? Yeah. Who says I didn't care about it?
0: If if I heard a story that was blatant police corruption or blatantly, um, you know, uh, misusing their force, I yeah, you'd be like, yeah, that sucks. That was not good.
1: Well, like the Philando Castile shooting, you know? Yeah, I'm still on the
0: – you've heard me talk about this yeah, before. Right? I mean, he, he, he got himself into that situation he got because himself he into- was a – High.
1: Yeah. He got himself into a bad situation, but that cop still should have never shot Oh, absolutely.
0: The, the, the cop fucked up. Yeah. And uh, – but this guy should not have had a gun on him. Right. You know? So
1: Well, and if, he, had, that. if he hadn't told the cop he had a gun on him, this, none of this would have happened. If he wasn't
0: high, it probably yeah, wouldn't have happened. Probably
1: wouldn't have happened either. But my point is when they say stuff like, well, you didn't do anything about it, you're like, am I that powerful that I yeah. – I was going to do something about – what would have – you know – satisfied that person who says I didn't care. What 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 should I have done?
0: And to a certain degree, I don't care as much as you.
1: Well be well, my so, point is, but putting a Black Lives Matter flag in my yard doesn't do a fucking thing. You know? So they're saying, oh you didn't do anything about it. Well, tell me what I was supposed to do. Because I got a feeling nothing I could have done at the time would have been enough.
0: The reason I care about people that I don't know is because I think, okay, you have a little bit of human empathy. And and you go okay, well I wouldn't want that to happen to my family or me. Right. Um. Also because of your interest, you go well if that could happen to them, it could happen to me, and I could be on the wrong side of things, and that could be it, it. Could be injustice. So that's another reason. So it's selfish. It's not that part of it. It's not you being empathetic. It's you going. Well, I mean, if we start, if we happen, let this happen, then the, she could be on the other foot sometime, and it could happen to me, and nobody could care. It's like they say about the. You know the, the Germans coming for the Jews, and yeah. you know pretty soon there's no one left to, to defend because you know you didn't defend them. Well, that there's there's truth to that, yeah. But uh, so you can't say, yeah. Well, um, economically, you're you're not worried about us. I go, I'm worried about the country economically, and if I want success for myself and my family, um, in ex- by extension, I, that's going to be success for everybody. Right. But they don't see it that way. They see you taking a piece of the pie, and and not and not allowing somebody else to have the other. You know, three-eighths of the pie or whatever the hell it is.
1: Well, and again, we've used examples like this before. And the part where their accusations of racism fall apart for me is – you remember that uh, that story about the woman who was on uh, in the bleachers watching her son's high school football oh, game? Yeah. Didn't have a mask on. The cop came over. Tased her. Yeah, tased her and everything. So it was a black cop tasing a white woman. You and I talking about that had nothing to do with race. It was the fact that these – this family of like three people was sitting by themselves – Not near anybody else. The mom doesn't have a mask on and this fucking cop came over and tased her. You know, that's insane. Yeah. If that had been a white cop tasing a black woman in the same situation, would it have made you feel different? For me, I'd still be like, that cop's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. She wasn't doing anything wrong.
1: She's just just sitting there. You can't just come over and tase her, you know, but I wouldn't assume that if the cop tased her, that it was, oh, well, because she's black. I'd be like, no, he's a bad cop because he's a fucking moron. Yeah. So, I don't know. How are we doing on time here?
0: We're coming up on it.
1: Okay. Uh, two things I just wanted to point out quick. One, uh, this John Sullivan guy, Black Lives Matter guy.
0: Yeah, he was the, one of the ones that actually fomented the violence or helped to, uh, to agitate the crowd. I mean, he wasn't the only one. There was, no. there was Trump supporters and Q people in there and all that, but he was a Black Lives Matter
1: but you're not seeing the news media cover this. Nope. And he was one. He was one of the ones who filmed um, Ashley Babbitt. Babbitt getting shot. Who
0: Was the Air Force uh, veteran who yeah. got shot and killed in the Capitol.
1: Chased the cops away. Sort of like, hey, I want you guys. Yeah, he
0: was. He was a. He was an instigator. Yeah. And he was doing it for his own. You know, his own. Um, his own channel. I guess he had a YouTube channel, so he thought it was going to be you know great to be in there and, and filming it. And he act. There was a CNN reporter that he was kind of. Um, Coordinating with too?
1: I don't know, but he was ingratiating himself to all of the Trump people because yeah, yeah. he wanted to start shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he,
0: yeah, he was trying to like get them going. He actually at one point you heard the audio of him, um, and I, did, I mean, I think there's video of this, but I was listening to it on the radio of him going into the Capitol with the group with a group of Trump supporters. You know, when they first get kind of in there, and he starts smashing a window, and you hear a Trump supporter go, "Hey, hey, hey, stop that!" He's like, oh, oh, my bad. I just thought because there was already broken windows, it was OK, but cool. But but, you know, we might burn the place down anyway. So he's a piece of fucking shit that was trying to incite a riot.
1: Well, and when Trump got inaugurated, he was there and he's like, no, we're going to go in there and burn this fucker down. He yeah. was like, we're going to pull his ass. But The out fact the that windows. there were Trump
0: supporters in there that were like, hey, don't do that.
1: I know. Now, am I saying that most of the people who went in there weren't Trump supporters? No, but. This idea that there weren't Black Lives Matter and Antifa people there is ridiculous.
0: And even non-Trump supporters like this, this bison uh, dude, uh, he was just a fucking nut. He's been to all kinds of shit that was was not of pro-Trump being an idiot. He's just, there's crazy people. Yeah. Especially when you have crowds that big that are going to ingratiate themselves to that. And the fact is these guys get off on like being part of like this kind of chaos.
1: Well, and apparently they busted the woman who stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop, tried to sell it to the Russians.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, saw, I don't believe that.
1: I saw her picture. Oh. And I'm like, well, I believe that. Somebody, I don't believe
0: she tried to sell it to the Russians. Well, I, think I that's don't know just about silly. that. I believe somebody took who the, who would think that or I be know. able to do that.
1: Yeah. How would you find those right. people? Um, but regardless, I don't I don't doubt for a second. Oh, I know. She stole. The I'm laughing.
0: sure. Yeah. And the gavel, I guess, too.
1: But they don't they don't mention any party affiliation she has. And I'm willing to bet. And I don't know right now that she is not a Trump supporter.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny because just all, based all, on her picture. Yeah, well, no. Well, I didn't even see the picture, but yeah. based on what they were saying, the reports were that uh, she had posted on social media that she had the laptop and the gavel and then and that and something like they they won't take me alive or something like that. It was one of her posts. And I don't know if that was like, ha ha kind of thing, but they didn't post Trump supporter or they didn't say Trump supporter or Republican or but
1: Bo- so maybe she was just a- I Uh, The picture I saw and I saw for 10 seconds looked to me like an under 30, white, nerdy looking girl, woman. I'm not saying that that's that's not a that can't be a Trump supporter, but I'm thinking far more demographic wise. Yeah. Yeah. Far more likely to be left. But uh, the last thing quick, there's a guy. He's a comedian called. I don't know how to pronounce this is Kavan. K-V-O-N. He's half Persian, half white. He's pretty funny he's probably going to get kicked off youtube soon but he had a video on this where he puts a lot of this timeline stuff together and i've i've seen the timeline issues before but they were saying look the mob was at the capitol before trump was doing his little speech and when he's giving his speech about hey we got to walk down to the capitol we got to fight like hell the capitol police were already letting people in in the back yeah so in the front and maybe this is the other way around maybe it's the back they were blocking them in the front Regardless, on one side of the Capitol, the mob was trying to get in. On the other side of the Capitol, there's video of the cops just moving the barriers out of the way and letting them in. And when you start saying the the mayor, who was in charge of the Capitol Police there, D.C. police, is saying, nope, we don't want any help. When the Sergeant of Arms of the Senate was going, we could use some troops here. And they just, the FBI offered to help. They declined all that stuff. It makes me feel like they were just like, yeah, we just expect shit to go down.
0: But what really f- makes me fucking angry about all this is that if this would have been you know an uh, you know uh, big group of people anti-Trump and they would have done that got in there there would have been calls um, to to try to find the perpetrators and do something about it. But then there would have been, like, all these other people swept up in it. You know, they, we need to drop charges against them because they've done that consistently.
1: It was their Cons- righteous anger.
0: Consistently with all these fucking riots that have happened in Minneapolis and, and Seattle and all that. Consistently dropped charges against all these people. Almost all of them. And uh, and well,
1: Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, she was raising money to pay their bail. And the
0: thing is, there were people that instigated um, the mob the mob attitude and the mob violent or the mob. Um, I guess it is violence mentality mentality. They they get they deserve to to be prosecuted for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if they were Trump supporters, QAnon, Black Lives Matter. I don't care. Um, I have Adam. But there are people that got swept up in this that had no idea what was happening and they didn't have the intent to um foment an insurrection or they just looked for an opportunity to take a selfie or or to um you know to uh, be part of the crowd and part of the moment without thinking oh this is this is something dangerous and illegal we're, we're doing they they had no clue so you can't rope those people in the same and say oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna give them the exact same sentence we're gonna give the people that were uh, fomenting that attitude you can't do that yeah and then but then people go well you didn't say it about the antifa I did. Yeah, we did. I, but I also said that I've said before that if you are part of a big group protest and then all of a sudden violence breaks out and then you continue to be in the way of law enforcement or to allow the, the, uh, the people causing the violence or the, or the destruction to uh, facilitate that, then you're part of that. But if you see that and you try to stop it or you disperse, then you're not part of it.
1: Well, I mean, it's like if you're if you're smashing out windows, you should you should be arrested for vandalism. If you're holding an umbrella so people can't see who's smashing windows, you should be arrested for obstruction. Right.
0: If that's if you if that's your intent. Yeah. And the intent and the the problem with the people that followed um a lot of these, you know, these loot de- destruction type, what I'm not getting the word right. The fomenters of this this action against the Capitol, uh rioters, the ones that were following them in there, a lot of them didn't even understand they couldn't be in there. Because the damage had been done, the doors had been opened, or the cops had let him in. And so you'll see videos, and I'm sure everybody listening to this has seen these videos, of people following the guide ropes, the red ropes, mm-hmm. like as if it was a tour. It's like, rioters don't do that. I know. So these people were swept up in something they didn't understand they were part of. They need to get, you know, you need to give them some slack. There's These are mitigating circumstances. But the other people, throw a book yep. at them.
1: People, uh... People who stole stuff, broke stuff. Yeah, if you
0: stole anything, uh, yeah, and there's a guy. I think we talked about this guy that was um, on camera talking about he was there when Babbitt was shot, and
1: oh yeah, you could yeah. tell
0: he was kind of like shell shocked. He could tell he didn't kind of he didn't understand the gravity of the situation yet because first of all he sh- I, he wouldn't have put his face on the camera right. like that saying he was there. He didn't understand how serious the situation was. He wasn't trying to cause
1: mayhem. He just wanted to be part of this kind of, you know, this historic event. Well, I just I'm just picturing people are like, yeah, we're going to start the insurrection. Uh, Hey, dude, get behind the the velvet rope. okay? we can't look. We can't walk over there. Look, we're not savages. And
0: I've also said about this poor guy at the Charlottesville that that drove his car and a group of people. He wasn't intending to murder anybody that day and he wasn't intending to murder anybody at that moment. He got scared. And he was being attacked, and he tried to get away from it, and he ended up killing somebody. Should he get punished for that? Sure. But they threw the fucking book at this guy. Yeah. Tried to make an example of him for what? This poor, this poor guy. I feel bad for him.
1: Well, it's okay to do that to Nazis and white supremacists. Well,
0: I mean, that's pretty much how they painted him. Yeah. So, well, on that note, uh, I don't know. Get in contact us so don't.
1: I don't care. Yeah, you do. Give it to him.
0: Uh, rooster at bread That's the email. Or crow at bread I was, you know, we were on parlor.
1: And if it ever comes back, I'm on there as Rooster BNC. And you are?
0: Crow knows, as in I know. Except not, do- not except my he nose. Doesn't. He doesn't. I, I can know. He doesn't. With a K. He doesn't.
1: Anyway, and we're also on Facebook at bread and circuses podcast. See goodbye.